Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I am your host, I am the Big Recon, and as I've said for the last several weeks, we are a proud member of the Timeskew Podcast Network. As you can see, I have my Timeskew shirt on and my Mets hat backwards, which right now, as the game is on in the background, is giving my boys a little bit of luck as Michael Conforto and Pete Alonzo in back-to-back innings have hit two-run homers and the Mets lead the Boston Red Sox in the third inning for nothing. I will say this, I did not know Michael Waka could throw that hard. He's hitting 94 and 95 on the gun with a good cut, and he's used his changeup effectively in the first couple innings. And after the pitching performance the Mets had last night from Rick Porcello and the bullpen on Saturday, they need him big tonight. So as I promised last week, we're going to get into opening weekend for the New York Mets. That started last Friday. I want to talk a little bit about the current event that came up today in Major League Baseball. And then I want to give you a little preview of what I think they're going to be able to do against the Red Sox and moving forward with their schedule. So as always, it seems, a team that lost its first eight opening day games. Scary stat. The New York Mets won a World Series before they won their first opening day game. They lost 62, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and to the expansion Montreal Expos, on opening day in 1969, to win their opener in 1970 and start a run that is almost unbelievable to talk about. Since 1970, the New York Mets are 39-12 and on opening day in those 51 opening days. They are the best opening day franchise in all of Major League Baseball. It's the rest of the season we got to work on. So we get to Friday, and I had the very fortunate circumstance that I had to leave work early for a personal thing and I got to be home and watch Jacob deGrom pitch an absolute gem. Listen, if he does this and they give him any kind of run support at all, deGrom will win his third consecutive Cy Young. That is how good he was on Friday. Eight strikeouts, but the moment of the day from deGrom, he throws a 2-0 changeup at 91 to Freddie Freeman who looks at it, hit the inside corner, Looks out at the mound and is like, really, dude? And DeGrom looks at him and starts laughing. Now, I am not an Atlanta Braves fan by any stretch of the imagination. As a matter of fact, if I could eliminate two teams in the world, it would be the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. Why not the Yankees, you say? Well, my mother-in-law is a Yankee fan, and there is really no one you like messing with as a Met fan than Yankee fans. They mess back a little harder. 27 rings. No. So... DeGrom was dominant. Only went five innings. They limited his pitch count due to the back tightness that we thought we were going to lose him for opening day. But Jake was Jake. He, my two favorite at-bats of the entire game, one of them was in the first inning, the very first batter. Ronald Acuna Jr. went down swinging. DeGrom never threw anything but a fastball. He topped out at 100 in that at-bat. And basically, the last pitch of the at-bat was right down the middle. And he said, here, hit it. And Acuna swung through it. I mean, DeGrom was just lights out filth on Friday. They got good bullpen support out of Justin Wilson and Seth Lugo. Seth Lugo was two innings of dynamite uh, relief. Justin Wilson pitched a scoreless eighth. And then came the heart attack. Edwin Diaz. Walked Freddie Freeman, got him out. Mets win an opening day 1-0. And how did they score their run, do you ask? You hear 
the Lion King start, and you see Ioannis Cespedes come up to the plate with his bright neon yellow armband, and he hit an absolute moonshot on Friday. Good Lord, that ball was crushed. We talk about social distancing. We talk about all those things. And the Mets were pretty good at it until Cespedes hit that home run. It had been over two years to the day since Cespedes last played a major league game. And he hits a bomb. And this, there wasn't even a doubt. He pimped the home run trot and everything. That is how far this ball went. So Friday, as always, opening day was good. Every button Luis Rojas pushed actually worked. Mets start the season 1-0 as they have started 39 out of the last 51 seasons. It's remarkable. Then we get to Saturday. Steven Matz, who has been thrust into the number 2 hole because of the injuries to both Noah Syndergaard and Marcus Stroman, was absolutely lights out. He was wonderful on Saturday afternoon. The Mets were no hit into the 5th inning when it took two extra base hits, a double by Conforto, a triple by Ahmed Rosario, and a sacrifice fly by the flying squirrel Jeff McNeil to give them a 2-1 to lead, which Diaz took in the ninth. He got Freddie Freeman on one pitch. Oh, I'm sorry, he got Ozzie Albies quickly. He got Freddie Freeman on two pitches to pop out. And then comes up uh, Mar- Mar- uh, Ozuna. On Friday... When Diaz threw the pitch that struck Ozuna out, I called it a strike before it even got to the catcher's mitt. That is how wonderful of a pitch it was. One thing I learned as a pitcher, and I never pitched past high school, but one thing I learned is once a hitter knows your stuff, you have to make adjustments and you have to change it up. Well, Diaz didn't do that. He threw the same pitch to Ozuna on Saturday afternoon that he threw on Friday afternoon, and Ozuna hit it over the right field wall to tie the game. Then we have the bottom of the tenth, the top of the tenth inning that starts with a runner on second base. The new rule. Now, I know when I was on here with Tone and Alex, I said the rule was okay. That is until my team lost a game in extra innings because of that damn runner on second base. I'm kind of torn on that rule, to be honest with you. I don't know if I like it or if I dislike it. All I know is Dansby Swanson hit a bleeder up the middle, and it was three to two Atlanta before. Anybody could even settle into their seats for the 10th inning. So the Mets give up three runs in that 10th inning, go down 5-2 to two on Saturday, and then comes last night. The season debut of newest Met Rick Porcello. Good God, he was awful. The only thing more awful than Porcello were Boog Shambi, Rick Sutcliffe, and Chipper Jones. I turned the game off after it was like 9-1. to one. Only because my son was here, which is why I didn't record last night. My son was here, uh, and I was spending time with him. And I turned the game off after 9-1, because I was done. Because not only were they playing badly, and it, usually when the, the last few years, when the Mets have lost a game big, they haven't given up. This team gave up last night. And it bothers me because the Terry Collins Mets, and even the Mickey Calloway Mets, would not have given up. I don't know if it was the deflation from the day before or if it was just that feeling, the big up feeling, or if it's because the fans aren't in the ballpark. Um, if you see me looking up every now and again, I have the ball game on right now. Conforto is up and just took a called strike three on the outside corner. Um, so going to the bottom of the third, the Mets lead 4 nothing Again, two two-run homers, Conforto and Alonzo. 
So I don't know if it's because the fans aren't there and we weren't in to pump them up or what have you, but it looked like they gave up just with all the extra stuff I was watching. Now, it could only look that way, and I could be 100% wrong. I don't think anyone gave away at bats. I don't think anyone dogged it necessarily out on the field. But it was frustrating. It was very frustrating to watch last night's game. So, I want to go back to Saturday. The Mets dropped 2-3 or three to Atlanta. Now, in a 162-game season, I'd say, guess what? You got them 16 more times. Go get them. You don't have them 16 more times. You don't have 162 games. This is a 60-game sprint. Winning or losing is like doing three of either one. The Yankees helped the Mets out by beating the Nationals two out of three. The Mets couldn't capitalize. The Phillies lost two out of three, I think lost two out of three to the Marlins. Did I say that right? Possibly. Not that the Marlins matter anymore, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, Edwin Diaz cannot close for this team, plain and simple. No ifs, ands, or buts. All of last year, Diaz did not save a game on consecutive calendar days. His ERA on the second day was over 13. It's not acceptable right now. I'll tell you what, though. Betances and Familia looked real good on Saturday. Familia's splitter is diving at 94. Just not even sinking. It's diving at 94. He was 97 up in the zone. Why is Jury's Familia not closing? Dellen Betances... Couldn't control his fastball for whatever reason. He was up in the zone, a little bit out in front. Looked like his front side on the fastball was flying open a little too quick. His slider was phenomenal. He was throwing sliders 2-0. Who does that? Again, my background is in pitching. So when I get into this stuff, if you get bored, just say, Hey, Mike, no one cares. And I will understand and I'll focus on the offense. But I do want to focus on the pitching. The Met bullpen is very good. Diaz is serviceable as a closer or a stopgap or an eighth inning guy. He can do all three. So can Batances. So can Justin Wilson. So can Juris Familia. I don't know why Luis Rojas and Brody Van Wagenen feel that Diaz needs to close. I don't. Diaz needs, they need to, it's 60 games. You need a closer by committee. You need to ride the hot hand. Hopefully on Wednesday and Thursday when the Mets come home to play the Red Sox and it's the top two starters in each of the rotations, Rojas will remember what happened on Saturday. Back to Steven Matz. Was using the curveball early in the count. Was throwing his changeup very well. His cutter was diving into the righties. He wasn't afraid of hitters on Saturday afternoon. I loved everything he did, with one exception. I'm not a guy who gets too emotional on the mound and gets down on himself, but it looked like Match was doing that. And until Saturday, every time he had gone into doing that, he would implode very, very quickly. So the only thing I take away from Steven Matz's start is that. Everything else was great. He was ahead in the count. He was locating all his pitches. He was staying ahead, and he was getting back into counts when he fell behind. It's one game, but this is Atlanta. This is the two-time defending division champions. You have the defending world champion in your division. 
you have to play the toughest division in the American League with the Yankees, Red Sox, Tampa Bay, Toronto, at Hall, or at all, excuse me, as your interleague games. There is no time for two-game losing streaks. You 30 and 30 is going to get in, but you got to get to 30 and 30. Last night, Rick Porcello couldn't find his couldn't find the strike zone. He was slider happy. He didn't throw his sinker, which he said he needed to get back to. Porcello's only a few years removed from a Cy Young Award. Let's remember that in the American League for the Boston Red Sox. He's a couple years removed from a Cy Young. This team has the pieces parts. Cespedes hit the home run on opening day. Alonzo hit, uh, hit the home run tonight. Conforto hit the home run tonight. As Waka's starting to get in trouble as I'm talking good things about. Cano's going to come along. Rosario had a big hit on Saturday. Brandon Nimmo's going to come out of it. McNeil, we know, is going to hit. This is the deepest Met lineup they have had since 1986. There's not a weak link in there, especially with the DH. Tonight, Dominic Smith is DHing. I love him from the left-hand side. I still would get rid of Cano, make Pete Alonso a third baseman in the offseason, and move McNeil to second, and have Dom Smith be the everyday first baseman. That's just me. I don't run the Mets. If I did, there'd be a lot of changes. So, moving forward. Four against the Red Sox. And then, as I look it up on my phone, I usually have this memorized. Uh, four against the Red Sox, and then at Atlanta. So two and two, then two Atlanta, and then two the Nationals. So the Mets really, and then they have an off day on the 6th of August. Happy birthday to my wife that day. Uh, honey, if you can hear me outside the door, the Mets don't play on your birthday. You won't have, you can have the television. Um, before coming home for maybe Miami. Let's go here. Today it was announced that 11 players and two coaches for the Miami Marlins have COVID-19. They found out before yesterday that Urania and a couple other guys tested positive in Philadelphia, and they played anyway. Rob Manfred was on an emergency conference call today with all the owners. They're not going to cancel the season yet. Do I want them to cancel the season? Only if it's going to save lives. Do I want them to keep playing? Yes, if no one's going to be in immediate danger. Oh, that's a great pitch on Benton Tendy. That ball dropped right off the table. I'm sorry, I got the game on. Um, I am going to live reaction one of these games this year. Just so you know. Maybe I'll have uh, Tone and Alex on. We can do the Cubs too, Cubs and White Sox too. So... Now they canceled the game tonight in Philadelphia between the Yankees and the Phillies because of having to clean the clubhouse. And they also canceled the game in Miami. Their home opener did not happen today. You know, I think we were so happy to get the game back that we didn't really think about what the repercussions could be. And I'm just as guilty as everybody else listening out there. I just really think that they can figure this out. Um, you know, the NBA's got the bubble, but guys like Will, Lou Williams are going to Magic City to get wings. The NHL can't play in Canada. The Toronto Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo. This is real stuff. 
And as much fun as sports is to get our mind off it, we've got to remember this is real stuff. So, other baseball news. You had the first walk-off of the year. was a Grand Slam home run the other night uh, in Oakland. First Grand Slam to end an opening day game since 1986. You had, of course, the great pitching matchups on day day one. Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer, which didn't really last long because of rain, but also because Scherzer really didn't have it. I mean, John Carlos Stanton hit a ball that hasn't landed yet two days in a row. Um, it's, you know, and you had Soroka and DeGrom on opening day in New York. Soroka was pretty good. Just DeGrom was better. The Met bullpen was better. And then Chris Miller gave up an absolute bomb to Ioannis Cespedes. Um, I just really feel that we'll be able to get this season in, but we got to see how everybody's health is. So a couple things. I know you see what's behind me. The new Big Recon banner with our four different logos for our four different teams and the main Big Recon logo in the middle. Uh, a friend of my mother-in-law's did this for me as a great, great, uh, he had done a picture for her birthday party we had. And, um, Tom, I reached out to him and I said, Hey, can you put these four logos on a banner? And he said, sure. My wife picked it up for me over the weekend and it's better than I could have ever imagined it was going to be. So this will now be the backdrop for all the, uh, episodes that I'm going to do, especially on the video. So I'll be wearing the jerseys from now on, as opposed to hanging them behind me. Uh, a couple other things. Let's dive into some of the other sports I follow. Let's start with the Browns. Uh, or the NFL, excuse me, and the big trade of Jamal Adams uh, from the New York Jets to the Seattle Seahawks for a starting safety and two first-round picks. The only thing I can say about that is the Jets will probably screw up the picks. But Adams had to go. As good as he is, he did not want to be there. And I am a firm believer that if you don't want to be somewhere, don't be there. Don't say you want, don't want to be traded. Don't say anything. Just go. Joe Douglas made the deal. Did he get enough back in return for a guy who's on projection to be a Hall of Famer? Probably not. But who gets enough for a Hall of Famer? And Cano just turned a 4-4-3 double play to end the inning. Mets still lead 4-0 at the end of three. Michael Waka is dealing. Red Sox have committed two errors, but they've only gotten two hits. So, there's Jamal Adams for you. Um... Some of the rankings for this season came out, and Miles Garrett was number 80. Who's ranking these players? Steeler fans? Garrett's going to be nasty because he's pissed. So this is going to be a shorter episode this week just because I'm only covering three games. When I get to next week, I will do a full week in review of the New York Mets and any other sports um, current events that came up. I'm going to reach out to uh, Tone and Alex. We're going to figure out when we can have the boys on again. I'm also going to get to do two different episodes. And I'm going to be doing these in the coming weeks. And i got to talk to the people who are going to be on here with me. But I am going to announce them. In the next couple weeks, I'm going to be doing an Olympic sport episode. Mainly the track and swimming with my son, Zachary, who is a cross-country and track runner. He will be rowing on crew this year, should we have school in upstate New York. And he is a competitive swimmer. In his first year as a competitive swimmer, he went to the um, a big championship meet and put personal bests on the on the dial each race he swam. Also, you see the big Ohio State thing in the corner. 
I have been to one game in the Horseshoe at Ohio State. It was alumni band weekend. There were four Script Ohios. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I'm going to have my daughter on in the next couple of weeks. She was in color guard for Kingston High School's marching band, which is basically they carry the big flags and everything while the band's doing everything. So she knows about the formation. She knows about the preparation it takes. And she also watches the videos that Ohio State puts out and kind of goes like this. Whoa. Funny story on that. I went to one of her band things and I had on, it was a Saturday, it was a weekend in the fall. I had on Scarlet and Gray. Kids from other schools were walking up to me and asking me if I was there recruiting. That is the legacy of the best damn band in the land. So we just run across the 20 minute mark. I'm going to wind, uh, wrap it up here with the last bit of things I want to react to. And that is something that just popped up on the screen. Justin Verlander has been placed on the injured list with a forearm strain. In the last 10 years, when you hear the words forearm strain, immediately you think Tommy John. He says he's not done. Coming off a 21-6 and six year and 34 starts and a Cy Young Award for Verlander. Look, as a pitcher and a baseball purist, I love Justin Verlander. Doesn't hurt that he's married to Kate Upton, but I love Justin Verlander. I liked him when he was in Detroit. Um, I don't believe he was complicit in what went down in... Um, in Houston, is Ramos just hit one off the center field fence. I dare you to try for three. He stopped at second. He's a, He runs slower than I do. No, he doesn't, but close enough. Um, I hope Verlander comes back. Because I would hate for the Astros to lose the division because Verlander was hurt, not because somebody went out and beat him. So I will come back with a full week of Mets review, Monday through Sunday as they do not have a day off this week at all. The Mets' first day off in this abbreviated season is Thursday, August the 6th. So I will run through the entire week. I will be back on Sunday of Mets baseball and any new current events that come up moving forward. As always, Big Greek can be found on timeskewed.com as part of the Timeskew Podcast Network. Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast Radio Public, Big Recon on Sports on Facebook, at Big Recon on Sport on Twitter, Big Recon on Sports on YouTube, which is where you see this one here tonight, and Big Recon on Sports on Instagram. And I'm going to start putting up other stuff. I'll put up a picture of the um, of the banner as well. Have a great rest of your week. Let's go Mets. You need to get back in the win column, boys. Take four from this team. They're not that good. I'll see you guys Sunday.